This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. Morning. Good morning, church. I'm joining the Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And today you're in for a treat. We thought today we would share together. We would encourage you together. Yeah. And um, We're so... We're not social distancing, <laughs> no, are we, babe? You got an upgrade today. You got Nancy with this us today. Fun. Yeah, we're excited. And um, we're glad you're with us. We hope you're doing okay. These yeah, are we do. These are challenging times, yeah. eh? And uh, there's no easy answers, and yeah. um, everybody's going through something different, even though we're in this together. But we're glad you took the time this morning with your kids, by yourself, with your family, to join in this morning. There's so many people, hey, from so many different places. Mm, yeah. And, like, I, my family is watching in Newfoundland. That's fun. Yeah, that is fun. That's so fun. And even, and even last week, we had someone even comment that they're moving here uh, from the Philippines. Right. Uh, and they're in the process of moving to Halifax. And they joined a Nova group this week. So uh, cool. They want to get to know some people before they actually move here. So you never know who's watching. Uh, but we do miss seeing everybody. Yeah, we do. Oh, we miss it's, seeing it's everybody. It's us four, no more in here. Yeah, and we were just dreaming for a minute off camera going, can't wait till we're back together. Right. Can't yeah. wait till can't we're back wait. in the theater together. So nice. But we are glad we are here today. Yeah, but we have each other and we yeah. have this live stream yeah. and so we're going to make a count this morning yeah, we're, we're coming to you, you in your living room and we're going to launch you into your week yes we are and so we're going to give away the end right now we want to encourage you we want to pump you up we want to yeah. cheer you on we want to applaud you you can do this we can get through this yes, god can. is good amen hey so good and um, even though we're homebodies and we're stuck at home oh my gosh okay you guys i know i'm gonna name drop here for a second joanna Gaines. right she came out with her homebody book i have it on our table on our bookshelf I'm everywhere new to this world of chip and joanne i know so you did enjoy chip you I thought he Chip's was hilarious. really funny i think he's hilarious and but he does say if i I did that, Nancy. You'd hate it. But uh, it's funny when Chip does I don't get it. laughter in my own home. No. Well, sometimes. <laughs> but in any case, this homebody thought, you know, it's when you prefer an activity and you revolve that around your home. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I'm teaching myself how to become a homebody in mm. practical ways. I'm trying to be an example to my kids to be content and to be creative and... Do you know one really practical thing that I've been doing in this season to help myself become a better homebody? Cooking. Yeah, you have. <laughs> and you've been you've been killing I've it. I've been doing really good, you guys. Now you gotta understand, most of our meals, we're gonna just confess are through drive-through or like we eat a lot out. I'm so embarrassed. But this season. Nancy's just like Martha Stewart. Okay. Jamie so, Oliver. Jamie Oliver is my fave. Another name drop. But um, because he's <laughs> funny and he casually just throws, thing to get, throws things together and his accent. And it makes, makes me feel like I can do it. You, you, I can do it. You cooked bread this week. Baked bread. It was amazing. Okay. Baked bread. So here's the thing, though. Here's one little takeaway that I want to brag about with the baking and the cooking. I found a tool in my kitchen, and it's like a zester. Now, probably a chef or someone would have a technical term, but this tool is, it looks like a ruler, and you can grade your garlic, your ginger, your lemon zest. I'm like, where, where did I get this? It's been 20 years of marriage. I've never used this tool ever in my life. And I used it this week. I'm making homemade so Caesar salad here's to dressing. New, here's the, to new starts. New starts. 
So here's the other thing, and this is where I, I add this to the practical part of my life. There is tools that we can find in this season while we're practicing and learning how to do this right in this season by obeying the law and doing what we're told. I am finding tools that I can use that are actually benefiting me. I never wanted to cook. I didn't, I didn't really care to. But all of a sudden, I'm taking my time, taking my time and using new tools that I'm finding to help me in this season. And you know what? A couple of practical reasons why I'm cooking. I like how it smells. I mean, it changes the atmosphere. The yeah. kids didn't stop saying, that bread smells so good. Yeah. That bread smells so good. So we've, we've labeled this time, take your time. Take you your time. Us. Take your time. one thing we all have right now is a lot of time, it seems, in this season. So we've labeled this morning, take your time. And I know months are, right now we're thinking we want this to be over, but months from now, we'll be saying, remember we all went into quarantine saying we're going to get in great shape? Remember? Or I'm going to read 100 books. I never lie. I never said it. Or we're going to clean out the basements. Okay, maybe I said I want to clean out the basements. But I think months from now, we're going to be saying, man, I wish I had taken my time. So we want to encourage you this morning for the next few minutes to take your time. And and what we want to pull out of God's word, one a couple observations we have in this season, though it's been challenging, is the amount of innovation we're seeing. And creativity, creativity, you know, comes from um, necessity. And everything we enjoy today is because someone got frustrated with what they had. And I, I want to encourage you. I've seen so much innovation, um, even just in businesses. Uh, we have an entrepreneur, a business leader in our church named Tay. And she runs a, a, in, a, in the fitness industry. And to see her innovation even this week and last week of taking her exercise equipment from her studio, from her business, and taking people's homes so they can work out and become virtual. And I saw, you know what? In a time that's trying financially and challenging, innovation. So what's been amazing, even as a church, we've become innovative as a church. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you've seen that. Even in our neighborhood, people are putting out painted rocks that are colored like Easter eggs on the end of their driveway. So as kids are going for walks, they can see those eggs and innovation. So that's one observation. The second observation is we've never had more uncertainty. Um, People say, when, do we, when will this be over? Some are like, man, April 30th. And some are like, I don't know, man. It might be June or July. There's never been more uncertainty jobs. People are saying, hey, I was told I would never be laid off. And then this week, they got notices they were laid off um, health-wise. You know, At first, we heard you know, there's a certain part of culture that would get this virus that were more susceptible, older. But now reports are coming in children. Uh, young adults, um, so so much uncertainty. We had, you know, people in our church even have regular surgeries, you know, scheduled surgeries, but the uncertainty over that, they can't have people visit them in the hospital, and then there's so much uncertainty. And then even in culture, we we were even just, you know, some of our favorite TV shows don't look the same. I know you really enjoy some of the late night TV, and, and now it's all happening from home, and it seems like from a health to jobs to culture, Nothing is as it was. It's so unpredictable and so uncertain. And we just had this thought. We want to encourage you. I'm going to, I'm going to read Psalm 37. I want to talk a little bit about what that looks like at home. Yeah. How do we practically get through this season with all this uncertainty, job change? Um, there's no answer directly. There's no perfect plan to walk this out with. No one has been in this season before. And I know that we're not textbook followers, but 
we want to be able to lean on the word of God. I mean, that is what I'm following. That's the connection that I won't ever jeopardize. And so one of the things, again, that we've been doing, and I had this nugget in um, January, January when we took a trip to London and we went to an amazing conference. And this is a nugget that I took away, not realizing that it would be for today. I started following along on the Bible in one year. It's an app and it's an audible version. Right. So you can listen to it in the morning at nighttime. I listened to this in the car. Um, I listen to it at nighttime. I call it Nighttime with Nikki. It's actually Nikki Gumbel, who is... Amazing leader, a British leader, uh, really founded the Alpha Course, but he reads his Bible. He reads the Bible, and you get to read the Bible in the full year, and it gives context. It gives from the old, the new. Everything sounds better with a British accent, by the way. I'm telling you, it has changed my life. It has been so remarkable in this season because you're... You know, I'm not a great reader. It's not my favorite thing to do. But I am loving that I actually get an extra voice when you have just the same people that you're surrounding yourself with. It's really nice to have Nikki's voice come on there and read it. Or what's really cool about this tool, you guys, is if you're alone. How fantastic to turn on this app and have another voice and have another person who you're walking this out with. It'd be great. So anyhow, that's just a little practical tool of how to, you know, get God's word in your heart, have it out loud and be able to meditate on that every day. And there's something so satisfying about it when he says, this is Nikki Gumbel, Bible in one year, day 92. I'm like, yeah, it's day 92. Day 92. Let's, it's fantastic. Speaking of the word, let's get the word of God let's, into let's you today. It. So Psalm let's 37. Uh, Psalm 37. I'm going to start reading in verse 1. The Psalms, most of the Psalms have worship or prayer. This one is really one of teaching. Um, it was written by David as an older man. David is now near the end of his life, as we're going to read in verse 25 in a moment. Uh, One thing I've learned is in this season, the people that aren't freaking out, the people that seem the most, it's fine, are the older people. My parents. I'm like, don't go near the grocery store. (laughs) It's fine. Do you need groceries picked up? It's fine. Because when you've been around, you've seen some things. And you realize, you know what, this is just a season. It'll pass. And you have some wisdom with the years. And I was always taught, go find the gray hairs and no hairs because they can teach you things. They've forgotten more than you know, and we are the gray. Hairs. We are the gray hairs. But David here is older in his life, so as he writes this psalm, he's not a young warrior. He's not a young king. He's very experienced, and he's living life. Let's start reading in verse one. It says, "Do not fret." This is the NIV version. Do not fret because of evil men, or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass will soon wither, like green plants will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. Let me jump over to verse 25. It says, I was young and now I am old. Here's David again writing these words and we know David's older here. He says in verse 25, he says, I was young and now I am old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken. That's a promise today. That's a promise. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or the children begging for bread. They are always generous 
and lend freely, their children will be blessed. Today, we want to unpack these seven, eight verses. Today, for your life, truth to help you in this season of the goodness of God, how we can trust God, and how that can help frame in your life this week. Okay, so first thing that we do when we, you know, pick up our scripture, we want to take away. We want something that applies to our life. We want to be able to launch into the week thinking, what's going to be helpful for this season? And I, I call this David's do's and don'ts. Um, he says in there three times as you read that full psalm, he talks about this little statement. He says, do not fret. Right. Do not fret. That's a word. Do not fret. And it's different, hey, babe, from it's, I know we hear fear right now, and I know we're hearing panic, but I would title it fret. And fret is when you constantly or visibly are worried or anxious. Mm -hmm. And fret also means to be all-consuming. I mean, the news is talking it's about paralyzing, this. paralyzing fear. We're, we're at home. Yeah. You if you go out to get your groceries, you're fretting, you're worried. Am I going to go the right direction? Am, am, do I turn this way? Am I, you know, fret seems to really be the title on this season. And David says in there so clearly three times, don't fret, right. don't fret, don't fret. But how do we do the opposite then? It's easy to right? say don't be scared, right? I it's know. easy to say don't worry. Oh, no, no, you know, don't worry. It's fine. That doesn't help anybody. No, thing, nobody calm down ever by saying, so, calm down. Right. No, We, we have a love-hate relationship with social media, and we love it, we use it, but everybody's an expert, and we don't need another quote, we don't need another positive line. Sometimes, you know, don't worry. Well, when, you know, your job's on the line, your, your health's on the line, just saying don't fret isn't enough, but David unpacks it in the scripture with how we can live a life not being, being surrounded uh, by fear. Yeah. And here's the do's and don'ts. Again, don't fret. But here's what David says to do. First, in like verse two, he says, trust. Right. He says, here's what you're going to do in place of this. Well, fret. Let me read it. It says in verse yeah. three, it says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. I mean, what does that trust really look like? How do you enjoy safe pasture? And I picture my home as our pasture right now. That's our only place where we are living and walking and have a place to like live in. How do I do that? And practically, I was thinking, like, Mike and I have to trust each other. You know, how many times have I said in this quarantine time, is, did you mean to say that? Is that what you meant to say? You know, God is trustworthy. Mike and I can have the conversation and hammer it out. But when we read the word, there is no doubt in a God that we trust. We can, we find our God trustworthy in this time. He means his promises. The key word, the key word there is trust in the Lord. Yes. You notice it doesn't say even Father. It doesn't say even Savior. It says Lord. And that word Lord is really a picture of someone you follow. A Lord gives commands that you obey. He, he directs you. He leads you. And we simply, as servants, follow. It's a lordship. Um, it says trust in the Lord, which means when you follow God, when you dedicate your life to his words, his plan, his actions, his culture, then you can trust in that following. When you trust in the Lord, when you trust in his leading, 
miracles start to happen. Another verse in the Bible says, trust in the Lord in all your ways and he will direct your paths, which means when you trust him, you don't need to worry about where you're going to be led because right. he leads so well as a Lord. And I love this. It says in that verse, it says in verse three, it says that enjoy safe pasture. And this is a picture of a field. All through scripture, we are painted a picture as sheep. And him as our shepherd. And I had this thought to, had this thought this week, thinking about this passage and this verse about trust. And it, sheep always have their head down, just grazing. They're not, they're not alert. But because the Lord or the shepherd has his head up, we can have our head down. And going back to not fretting, it's almost like your head's up all the time. What's going to happen next? What's, what's the next quarantine? What's the next rule? What's the next statistic? What's the next number count of, of the virus? There's a picture here. We trust the Lord. We can actually let our guard down and just take a break and take a breath because the shepherd has his head up. We can have our head down and take a breath. I mean, that is the perfect way to segue into the next point of what David says to do. He says, delight. And when you piggyback that off the trust factor of God has his head up and we can, we can just follow. I mean, when you think about what delighting is, have you been around kids when they squeal with delight? I used to do childcare from my home and kids would squeal with delight and be so excited. And yesterday we were walking in our neighborhood. Yeah, we went out and tried to be healthy yesterday and <laughs> took the dog for a walk. Yeah. And we could see this little girl. She was obviously on the other side of the street walking with her dad and she had a little bubble wand. We could hear her before we could see her. She was squealing with delight as she was finding those little Easter painted rocks. And her bubbles and were flying everywhere. And she was just having the best time. Like I, She was the picture of delight to me. But again, when we're a fretting culture, like the, Bible, you know, like the definition says, we're vis visibly anxious. She was the opposite of anxious. She was delightful to watch. And how are we when we have to go out to the supermarkets? How are we when we're on our Zoom calls? Because that seems the way of culture right now. Are we delightful? Are, are the countenance of our face re reflecting what's in our heart? Yeah. Are we delighting ourselves in God? Yeah. Is that happening? And that's what David says to do. Take delight in the Lord. Says don't fret. And point number don't one fret. was trust in the Lord. Trust, and point delight. number two, if you don't want to fret, is delight yourself in the Lord. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. When you're following Jesus, when you're listening for his ways, his command, I believe a joy and a delight comes on your life. It e does. Listen, our faith makes the most sense when it's hard. My gosh. The Holy Spirit is called the comforter because the, sometimes this walk is uncomfortable. The Holy Spirit only makes sense in uncomfortable times. And I believe we can be the church and we can mm -hmm. be an example. Not that we're blowing, uh, throwing caution to the wind uh -uh. Or, try, or trying to be some, some hype people. No. But we can have a joy and a delight on our lives that even though it is tough, mm -hmm. even though it is challenging, that there is a countenance on us, one of a lightness and of buoyancy, and there's a delight in the Lord. I want to just remind you, church, that... We have a hope that goes beyond yeah, this season. Do. And people need it. Yeah. Today in your home, you don't need to be reminded about the situation and, and have it fretting, but you need the hope today. We need to believe in, in God's word yeah. and take hope in that in our living rooms today, yeah. right? So it says, so, trust in the Lord. Then it says, delight yourself like, in the Lord. And the last one, verse three, let me read it. It says, commit, commit 
your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this. The third point is commit to the Lord. Commit. Um, committing. I mean, we, 20 years ago, we committed to one another. Hey, babe. Yeah. Um, through sickness and in health, um, in holy matrimony, we said, this, it's you and me, kid. And any other little tinies we add... And, and furry tinies. We added a furry tiny. Talking about our dog, not our son. <laughs> no, no. Actually, I caught Maddie's hair this week. But I am this close Josh, to I'm cutting, coming for you. I'm this close to cutting my own hair this week. Hands up if you've cut your own hair. Like button if but you've cut your ladies, own hair. Ladies, ladies, no bangs. This is all I'm saying. No bangs. No bangs. Don't do it. No, don't fret. Nat, don't fret. Don't and do don't it. Don't cut your bangs. Okay. But it says but commit. commit. And although we can commit our ways to God and we can commit our thoughts and we can commit um, our heart and purpose to do things, I thought about what the other side of this is. You know what? God is so committed to us. We want to be committed because he's a committed God. I want to be purposeful in this season, babe. What is the first thing that I said when we were in this? I said, I, I'm not going to fight. We are not going to fight. With me? Yep. That, amen. We are not going to not fight. Gonna fight. I'm going to be committed to say that we are in quarantine together. I said it to the kids. It was a little like tense a tiny bit and I hugged into my daughter. I'm like, I don't want to fight. I don't want to do this. Um, be committed to setting a purposeful atmosphere and intention in your heart yeah. in the day yeah. of what you're going to commit to God and say, I'm not going to be angry. Yeah. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be gentle. That's good. But do you know how you do that? I know for me, I have to go to bed at 10 o'clock because at 9.30, I start to not feel so friendly. I start to feel not so gentle. I'm not free to talk right now. <laughs> and the things I committed to God at 6.30 when I get up because I'm an early morning person are not so fresh at 9, 9.30. And so... Nighttime Nancy's not so committed. Commit to <laughs> sticking to a routine. Help yourself. Yeah. Help yourself. But yeah, purpose in your heart. Purpose in your heart and commit to God. Ways that you're going to be practical. When I think about the word committed, it's always something public about it. Wow. I see people putting online and like, I'm going to do this many push-ups a day or I'm going to go for a walk every day. And what they're saying is, I'm putting it out there publicly... So I can help myself stay committed. Um, there's something about commitment. You know, people, if you're in a relationship, but they don't want to go public with the relationship, they're not committed to you. They're looking for other options. That's why wedding days are so important. Because what you're saying is we've committed privately, but we want everybody to know publicly with this wedding band and this ceremony that we're going public with this commitment. It's only a commitment if you can stand by it in any setting. And I want to remind you with your faith today. Go public with your faith. I'm not saying you're posting crazy things online. I'm not talking about being obnoxious that way. But I believe we can stand in our hope. We can stand in our peace and our joy. And some of you, it's by sharing this live stream. And uh, you're proud of what God's doing, and you're excited to be a part of this church. Some of you, it's, it, it, it's checking in on people, and you know, it's serving, and we're helping feed people and, and, and get people's medications, and whatever we have to do. But can I encourage you with your faith to go public with it? When, we're, when we commit to the Lord, when we hold each other accountable, go, no, this is who I am. This is what I want my life to look like. This is how I'm going to parent. This is how I'm going to do relationships. This is how I'm going to do my finances. Uh, something happens, and I believe fret starts to leave when we delight in the Lord, when we trust in the Lord, 
and when we commit. And I love this promise. If you do all those things, it says don't fret. It says trust, delight, commit. Mm -hmm. And then it says in verse 25, it says, I have never seen the righteous forsaken. And in this season, we're going into Easter, we have a promise that the God that is for us is the God that is with us, and the God that is with us is the God that will never leave us. That's the God we have, and we can celebrate today. Um, I love it. Because when we're committed to him, he is committed to us. I, I just am so excited about um, what this next week is going to look like for all of you. Um, if you've not read your Bible, if you find, you know, it hard to understand, you know, you can't understand it or different things, this week, take the word, think about it over and over, and remind yourselves of your purpose, of your godly value in this season. Um, delight. Change your countenance when you are in the superstore or in places where you're with public. Change your countenance so that, yeah. you, it, but mainly remind yourself that God delights in you too. We want to remind you today that we're with you. Yeah. And when you text that word connect even to that number, yes. you join our prayer list and then you'll get updates and you can submit prayer requests even right now on YouTube and Facebook and through our website. And we're praying together. That's not just a line. We're no, praying and believing. not at all. And we saw, it's we even true. had uh, one of our team members say that he really felt in prayer that this one person in our church was going to come out of this cancer treatment cancer-free. And then this week, we got, a, we got an announcement that this man went for surgery, and he got a good report. All the cancer was gone. We believe together as a church. My we're Lord. standing together. That's a big and deal. we want to believe. Today, if, if you're on this journey, maybe you're, someone shared this on their Facebook, or maybe you've stumbled, stumbled across this on YouTube, and you're sitting there going, I want that kind of life where I don't need to be surrounded by fear. Mm -hmm. uh, it starts with not joining a church, no. It's not about giving money to an organization. No. It's about putting your trust in Jesus. We're Jesus people here. We're passionate about Jesus. Everything we do is about Jesus. And our hope is not in an institution. It's not in a live stream. It's not in cameras and, and, and technology. It's in the person of Jesus Christ who loved us, who we celebrate this week. He died to pay for the price of our mistakes and our sin and then joined us together with God. And you can have that relationship, even right now, wherever you're watching this, you can have that relationship as simply as saying, the Bible says, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he is God, that he came to help us and save us, and we can follow him, a miracle happens and we have eternal life, but we also have life of purpose here. And we want to give you a chance today to pray that prayer. Give you a chance to pray that prayer. And if you're saying, Mike, I want to pray that prayer, you're going to see this number come up on the screen behind me and, and on the screen. And text the word faith. Text the word faith, just the word faith to that number and say, I want to make that decision. I've never made that decision. From the privacy of your own home, just grab your phone and text that number faith. And a miracle, we're going to pray and believe. And as you confess with your mouth and confess with your thumbs, as you text, go, no, no, I believe. I want to, I want to not just this season, but the next season, I want to commit my life to God. So he can lead me. And I, I can see that promises that we even read today that never be forsaken because God is with you and he's for you. So we're going to pray together. Mm -hmm. We're going to pray together. So if you just want to bow your head all over the place, just bow your head just for a moment. As we just dedicate this time, if you've text that number, faith to that number, we're going to leave that number up for a while. If you want to text that number, we're going to believe today for a miracle going to happen, that peace will rush into your home, into your apartment Maybe some of you are still working and you're on your break right now. We're going to believe right now for peace to rush in. Let's pray. Father, I thank you right now 
thank you right now that you don't leave us, that God, we don't have to fear, we don't have to fret, that we can trust you, that we, that comes with delight and joy, and we commit our lives, and because of that, you never leave us, and you never forsake us. So right now, God, we confess with our, 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 our mouths, and we believe in our heart that you are good, and that you are God, and that you are for us, that your plan is better than our plan, and we say, God, take our mistakes, take our past, Take uh, where we're far from you, and would you do a miracle right now? We, we feel so disconnected. Maybe religion has made us disconnected. Maybe people have disappointed us. We feel disconnected. Maybe we've given up on church. And we've been disconnected. But God, we connect to you today and say, God, would you come in and just make yourself known? Would you bring your peace and your forgiveness and your hope? We believe that you're God. We believe that you have a plan, and we believe that we can follow you. God, would you do a miracle right now? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you made that commitment today, if you prayed that prayer, would you just text that number again, faith to that number, and so we can just partner with you and celebrate with (laughs) you so you're not alone. You are not alone. We got billboards going up this week. Yes. That's fun. In hey? our city. Yeah. You're going to see them. And one Little says, you are not reminders. alone. Right. So as people are driving, nurses and, and truck drivers and people are driving places, they can see that they're not alone. And today, right. if you prayed that prayer, be reminded you're not, you're alone. not alone. God is with you. And the Bible talks about that. It says in Proverbs 23, it says, embrace the truth. Hold on to it, it says. Don't let it go. Hang on to wisdom, instruction, and life-giving understanding. That's the hope we have in Scripture. That's the hope we're trying to put on the billboards, that we're trying to be truth in this season, that people can grab onto and have it as a lifeline. And you might think, well, why a billboard? Because it's a little touch point. It's a reminder. I remember, Mike, when you're asking people if they want to accept Jesus, I remember how simple it was for me. I remember walking into a church and it was songs, it was music, it was worship that bridged me toward God. I may not have had the words myself, but when this music was playing, something changed in my heart and I said, I want this. And whatever we're putting into our culture in this day, in this season, we're hoping that people will grab onto it and have a life change because of it. Yeah, and speaking of worship today, we're going to close today with a worship song. And again, believe that faith will rise. Worship is bite-sized theology. it's good. As you sing these words, we believe that another level of faith and love, you don't need to fret today. We're going to delight, we're going to trust, and we're going to commit and watch God show up. He has his head up so you can relax and let your head down and enjoy the goodness of God. Come on, let's worship together.